But now I really know it's Friday because that is Vaughn Palmer's Friday theme song, and we've got a lot to chat about this morning. Morning, Vaughn. Uh, good morning, Simi. Uh, can I just give you a little update on John Horgan's health? Of course. Yeah, so the Premier told one of our colleagues in the press gallery this week that uh, he's still feeling low energy, and he admits that huh, maybe I jumped back into the pool too soon after his recent health ah. difficulties. Uh, I mean, understandable. He's been through a lot, yeah. right? And I, I'm just noticing the government, he's got a media event today, and unlike Horgan, there's no Q&A for reporters. And, you know, I mean, I, this is entirely understandable, and whatever you think of how he's doing in office, and most people think he's doing a pretty good job, um, you sort of wonder, like, um, should, should he maybe take a few days downtime and rest up? Yeah. Uh, he's good at delegating, right? So, and I think public would completely understand being premier is not a low energy job and um you know i just i saw all that this week and i thought well you know uh, you're enthusiastic about your job and you really like it uh but uh, every now and then somebody needs to be told go on vacation and you know what? i think you're so right about that because i wondered that myself having been through that with a family member and seeing the toll that it has taken on their their life the cancer treatment the all of that and i thought boy He's got a lot of, you know, he's jumping right back in there. And I wonder, you've got to be so exhausted every day doing that workload. And the other thing is he had COVID. And, it's you know, I was talking to somebody else who had COVID uh, in the government. And this guy said to me, you know, I got this cough that comes back at the end of every day. So, you know, you've you've gone back to work. Uh, I mean, look, uh, people are driven. John Horgan's on a mission. As I said, he loves the job. So there's all those reasons for keeping at it. But as I said, I I am sure the public would understand. And I know he's good at delegating. Uh, If he were to take a bit of time off and, and really go somewhere and relax, I think it would probably do him a world of good. I think so, too. Okay, so good to get that update. Uh, Let's talk about some of his ministers then who are doing some work. We waited for this one. We thought there was going to be a lot with this announcement yesterday having to do with creative solutions for prolific offenders. And then I felt like Vaughn watching it, not so much. Oh, look, this uh, underwhelming doesn't begin to do justice to what happened yesterday with David Eby. I mean, David Eby built this up himself. He's been under fire for weeks in the legislature over the problem of chronic offenders, a small number of them offending again and again and again, and going before a judge and getting out and going back and do the same thing sometimes later the same day, and over random attacks, which are really frightening people for good reason. We had another one near the legislature the other day. So Evie gets under, you know, question about this, question about this. And he tried a whole range of excuses. All the statistics are misleading or it's small number of cases or I'm working with the mayors or it's the fault of the Supreme Court of Canada. It's the fault of the federal government. But finally, I think patience running out. He said this week, we are going to get creative and we are going to be taking action very soon. So with that buildup, everybody was paying attention at the press conference yesterday. Well, his solution is to hire two experts and give them four months to review the options and get back to him. And I just don't see how that is going to satisfy anyone um, 
and the feedback on it, Simi, suggests that it didn't do him any good. Well, uh, you're exactly right about the buildup, right? We heard about creative solutions. We heard about all of this. And I thought, well, I understand that that's how he works because that's how he's tackled ICBC and that's how he's tackled, you know, money laundering. But is is that the right thing for this particular situation? Yeah, you know, he he said that yesterday. He said, well, you know, this is what I did with money laundering. And, you know, I, I brought in experts and I took action and it took a while. And this is what I did with ICBC. And that's how we got no fault. Look. Money laundering is not a victimless crime, but it wasn't frightening people walking around the streets. It wasn't exactly. making people in communities feel like they were under siege. And ICBC rates, the Liberals left a hell of a mess there. The NDP cleaned it, cleaned it up. We've got lower rates now. But again, that one hurt pocketbooks. It wasn't, it wasn't alarming the public the way this is. And I know there's some grumbling among the New Democrats that, oh, well, the media is blowing this out of proportion. Look, Simi, you've heard the stories. You know the kind of stories that are coming into us. You you have to report this stuff. But I see it, it's though, too. really disturbing. That's the thing. But I see it coming into yeah. work every morning that yeah. has changed over the course of the last three years. Uh, and you you can't you can't miss it when yeah, you when you're driving downtown. Caught, some of this stuff is so frequent, it's caught on video, right? You, you you can't turn away from the images. So, no, I mean, Eby's a smart guy. He's really driven. He's taken on some of the biggest assignments in this government. He's carried forward on some of them, but I don't understand um, how he managed to set himself up for this much of a come down. Because he's the one who built up what he did yesterday, and I don't think anybody was satisfied. Um, I mean, look, the liberals took a really mean shot at him, but, you know, they point out that the statistics are four attacks a day. So they go, well, four months, that's going to be like another 500 attacks. Okay, that's an exaggeration, and it's alarmist, but it also gives you an idea of the backlash against yesterday's announcement. I think so, too. Um, and staying with them to politics here, too, let's just talk quickly about that BC Liberal announcement yesterday for their candidate in that South Surrey by-election to replace Stephanie Cadu. And it, it's, my first thought was, well, Kevin Falcon's not wasting any time. He's not. Uh, they were, you know, Falcon only won his by-election on Saturday. Uh, Stephanie Cadu only formally resigned last week. They were ready with the candidate, Eleanor Sturko, ready to go. They had a two-minute video posted. I know she was on your show yesterday as mm-hmm. the news broke. She's an impressive choice, and I think that's been the reaction everywhere. A lot, of, a lot of news media have dealt with her because she was the official spokesperson for the RCMP for a long time, and very active on human rights issues, uh, author, uh, you know, well-experienced the forces reserve. Hey, she was even in the RCMP musical ride. I mean, how, what's not to like about that? I mean, right. <laughs> I wonder if she'll do an RCMP musical ride. No, she's she's leaving the RCMP, obviously, and going on leave. Uh, and she says she'll resign from the RCMP if she wins. But yes, Falcon hit the ground running. And the interesting thing that he did here, Simi, is he bypassed the party's nomination procedure for picking candidates. He used the leader's power to designate her as his candidate. So it really is his candidate. The Liberal Party allows its leaders to do this. The New Democrats can't do it that way. And when Falcon was asked, how are you going to get the diversity you're promising in your caucus? Uh, How are you going to do it? Because he's not going to do the quota system. 
the way the NDP did, uh, he said, well, I'm going to pick candidates, right? And I'm, I'm not sure we picked up on exactly what he meant by that. But he's going to use this power mm-hmm. to make sure there's diversity in his in his caucus. And his first choice, uh, she's impressive. I mean, the, the video, uh, you probably watched it, you know, there's there's all the issues she raised, but there's also the at-home shots of her with her wife, Melissa. There are three kids, and you go, yeah, that's not the kind of person that traditionally the B.C. Liberals have nominated to run for office in British Columbia. Yeah, I know. It was interesting. It's going to be an interesting by-election. Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi.